Welcome everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to a year of grace with your something new podcaster, your something new blogger. Welcome back everyone. It's Shannon. Welcome back to episode number eight. Y'all, what a fantastic blessing this interim period between episode seven and episode eight has been. Why? Why would I say that? Well, number one, because I have this fantastic opportunity to live out the call that our Father has on my life. Number two, because so many of you have reached out to me in this time with very, very specific and wonderful questions and comments. In fact, many of you have shared that you feel faith growing in your spirit, that you feel a thirst for God's word growing in your hearts. That alone is such a great cause for celebration by this Texas girl. And even more so, many of you are asking the exact same questions about coming to discern the grace gift the unmerited favor that we've studied from the Old Testament Hebrew book of the Psalms, you are determined to find your specific gifting. Others have said, yes, you do believe that some people are gifted by our Father, but you're still uncertain if that gifting could ever apply to you. And others of you have been asking specific, wonderful questions about prayer. How was it exactly I landed right in the heart of God's will for my life? Well, y'all, I will tell you, it was miraculous. It was all grace from our Father. It was obedience from this daughter. It was joy from this daughter. And it was perseverance from this daughter. Many of you have, I believe, come to think that somehow being right inside God's will for your life always means a holiday. It does not. Let me assure you, it does not. Many times, being in right inside of God's will for your life can mean suffering through each step of that day. Suffering through each hour of that day. Suffering and crying and beseeching and praying, begging 
our Father, for solace, for wisdom, for relief. There is no perfect life this side of a heavenly reunion with our God. I surely do not have one. No one has one. There is nothing that you can do to get one. Church attendance will not do it. Becoming proficient at every women's Bible study available to us will not do it. Family lineage will not do it. What we have at our disposal is the blessing of a walk with our Father, a relationship with our Father, a gifting from our Father into our lives and our circumstances, whereby which we can show obedience, determination, gratitude, perseverance, and go on to serve out of those gifts for the body of believers. That's the joy that you see in my life. When you are around a believer who strongly understands that in her gifting, she is walking ever closer to her father. When you are with that woman, when you spend time with that sweet dearie, you're impacted by the joy that's evident in her life. I begged and begged and begged our father to save a little something for me until my first priority from him, which was being my girls full time, concentrated every day, day in and day out, mom. That's how he called me back to himself in October of 1996. I firmly believe that when we ask for and receive our blessings, we carry through that service until the end. When my girl started twice weekly Christian preschool, I then had an opportunity not to begin serving yet, but to begin studying more and more and more of God's word so that my relationship would deepen so that when my girl was in full-time everyday kindergarten in first grade and second grade and so on, if he chose to save something for me, I would be better equipped to serve for him. But my first role and responsibility was always being Megan's mom. Always. Even when I began to be recognized in our city or 
in our very, very large church body, my responsibility was always my first priority, the way he called me home to himself, through motherhood. Many of you are interested to know more about that level of discernment, perseverance, and commitment. And even more so, you want to know about prayer. When I come back from this very short break, we will discuss those very things. I will be right back. Hi, this is Meg, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Do you remember our testimony verse for a year of grace? Try to say it with me if you can. Well, I read aloud Psalm 67 verses 1 and 2. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us that your ways may be known on earth your salvation among all nations. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Psalm 67 verse 1 states, Our testimony verse for this year together is so powerful. Because it helps us to understand the gracious giftings from our Father, the unmerited favor that we receive from Him, which then enables us to serve Him and to serve in the places where He has called us to use His gifts. You see, many times people want the gift but they don't want the service. The gift is for service. The gift is for service. Anytime you see one person out ahead of everyone else in their community, they have left that community behind. Anytime it becomes just about one, it stops being about all. We are not called to be about one. The only one we are called to be all about is serving our Father. Honoring our Savior, His Son, Christ Jesus, and heeding the call, the promptings from the Holy Spirit. So if, for example, you are interested in an area of service, a grace call on your life, and you become involved in that particular area, and in that area, 
one person seems to be the boss of it all. One person seems to have all the rules for it all. One person decides who it is that gets to serve and who doesn't get to serve. If that happens, that is not the right place to plug in. The right place to plug in, the right place to begin serving is where there is a good and proper growing community. Now, community takes time. Community takes patience. Community takes work. Community takes service. You will never lead, you will never succeed higher than your level of service. And even if your service is exceptional, I must prepare you because the rewards will not typically be earthly rewards. The rewards will come from that close, growing, flourishing walk with our Father. Yes, it's true. Rewards will come with our sweet sisters, where our gifts are being put to good service, to quality service to exceptional service in their lives, but many times that will not happen. Many times we, we sweet sisters of one another, lack the graciousness of our Father. We will not recognize or give credit to a sweet sister. So when we are serving in our call, the joy that we feel does not typically come from a sweet sister standing up and announcing our worth to the world. It will rarely happen. That can't be why we're called. That can't be why we're served. That can't be why we spend time serving through our call. In order to achieve a profound relationship with our Father, our our focus has to be Him. It has to be Him. We talked last week about Paul, the New Testament hero of the faith, Paul. Today, in answer to many of your specific questions about prayer and about the joy that you see in my life, I want to share with you from the New Testament Greek, Philippians 4, the words from Paul to the church at Philippi or Philippi or Philippi, however you want to pronounce the church. Paul's second missionary assignment in this Roman colony, where there is thought to have been no synagogue, no church, until Paul established the first in all of Europe. 
Philippi, his letter to the Philippians, written during his first imprisonment in Rome, shortly after A.D. 60. Imprisoned for his faith, and yet confident in his call. He believed, and rightly so, that our Father had sent him on this second missionary assignment, and his work there, his call, was to spread the gospel message. He was not getting accolades. (laughs) He was not being hailed as a great missionary or evangelist. No. Indeed, he was bombarded with persecution. Constantly threatened. Imprisoned. Hungry. Scared. And alone. And yet, Paul will speak to us in his writings in the New Testament about the joy that is his in serving our Father with his gifts. Many of you have asked me for a verse or a passage that could help you begin to feel that type of joy that you see in me that you're hearing me discuss from the book of Psalms, Romans, Philippians. When I come back, I will share with you one of the most profound passages in all of God's Word and one of the verses and literally passages that I memorized first. Now, y'all, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Hi, this is The Chief, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. All righty, y'all. Even if you do not have your Bibles, I am delighted to read right now to us all from Paul's words in the book of Philippians, the New Testament book of Philippians in chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Now, in addition to sharing this wonderful passage from God's Word, it's important to know some of us can memorize Scripture quite easily. For some of us, it's a challenge. That does not mean that some of us (laughs) are further along in our walk. It does not mean that some of us are more serious about our walk. It only means that for some of us, memorization comes quicker. So, for those who are asking for help in how to memorize Scripture, 
We practice. We practice. We practice and we practice and we practice until we have committed our Father's work to memory. Let me share this wonderful passage with you. One of the very first long passages of Scripture that I memorized. Philippians 4, verse 4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Verse 5, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Verse 7, in the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Finally, verse 9. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. You. Reflecting on this passage, verse 6 is where I began to memorize, and I worked my way forward and backward from there. Do not be anxious about anything, hmm. but in everything, oh my goodness, by prayer, hmm. And petition. Hmm. With thanksgiving. Uh-oh. <laughs> Present your requests to God. If I had to guess how many requests I have presented to God from an anxiousness, from a concern, from a fear, from a worry, from an anger, presenting my requests to God so that, verse 7, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, yes, I can surely testify to that, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We pray for that help. We pray for that protection. We pray for that relationship with our Father to grow, to make us stronger, to make us better equipped to live our lives, to make us better equipped to serve the body. In Paul's writing, 
He is writing from a place of trauma, of hardship, of loneliness, but also from a place of joy and certainty in his walk with our Father. Like Paul, this Texas girl has been in those exact same places in my own walk with our Father. The joy that has then sustained me has been my relationship with Him and His Holy Word. I have been sustained by the grace call that He has had on my life. For those of you who are searching to discern that call, you too, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, can present your requests to God. Just like Paul advised, just like I advise, just like Paul has walked out, just like I have walked out and continue to walk out. We can, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present our requests to God. He awaits us. He welcomes us and he always hears us. Y'all, if you would continue to let me know the areas where you want me to go deeper before we move ahead, just like today in episode eight, I will make that extra knowledge and extra help available to the group. I read every single comment and I want you to share areas of concern, areas of questions, and areas of prayer. Each time I am asked to pray, I feel so grateful. I feel so grateful. It is such a joy for me to pray for you, for your families, for your walk, for your health, for your relationships, your children, your marriages. I am always humbled and delighted to pray for you. Next time, when we are together, we, unless y'all need a little more help with this, we will be delving more deeply into some specifics about the difficult, not the difficult part of me, the different, I, I guess, and difficult at times, the different, <laughs> the different calls that our father has 
on our lives. The service, the relationship to him are the same. The gifts are the way we walk that out. Now, y'all, I will save that information and those stories for another day when we are able to gather together once again. And so, until that day, for now, for me in Texas, that's a wrap. Bye for now.